Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk shoes. live. Welcome to Always Think Baseball's podcast, brought to you by Think Baseball Flashcards, the fastest way to learn the many scenarios in the game of baseball. Today, I am interviewing Ira Liebman, now in his fifth year as play-by-play man for the Sugarland Skeeters, and in his 13th season in professional baseball. Ira, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with me today. Hey, glad to be aboard. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you are, you're out in, is it Long Island still this weekend? Yes, yes sir. Back Busy. to the homeland. Back to the homeland. That's always got to be a, a treat. So, so, Ira, how did you get your start in broadcasting? Uh, it's kind of an interesting story. I uh, didn't plan on doing any broadcasting. I was thinking about sports writing. I worked in retail and didn't really like it. I was a big sports fan, but didn't think I had a voice because I played the drums for years and nobody liked my singing. And I had to do these announcements in this place called Incredible Universe. I work for Bose who makes the wave radio and they uh, make the little cube speakers that people use for surround sound. I had to do these announcements to get people into a demonstration show and People started asking who was doing the announcements, and I told them it was me, and people kept saying the same thing over and over, and that you had a really good voice. I was like, ah, you got to just be nice, and kind of asked a few people what they thought, people that are, you know, kind of did that for a living or sang and stuff like that, and they all said, to my surprise, that I did, and just started pursuing it, and one thing led to another, and here I am 13 years later. Awesome. The the voice the the voice issue there is I I can relate to that. I actually thought you would have to have and you do have a very nice voice by the way from from someone else to to mention that to you. But as a as a young sports fan myself thinking you have to have the baritone, the big classic PA announcer kind of pipe. So uh, it was kinda of intimidating early on and I too Thinking about considering this for a, a second life cycle career. So, so what is some advice you would suggest to an expiring sports broadcaster? I would just say, you know, if it's something you really want to do, you know, and you have the passion for it, then you know, don't let you know people get in the way of it. You know, let don't let other people make decisions for you. I mean, one of the things that you know I've done, you know, along with this career path is sales. You know, and, you know, don't say no for somebody, you know. Make your own decisions. If 10 people don't like your voice or they don't think you're good, well, maybe there's one person that does. You know, listen to that person or, you know, pursue what you like and don't pursue the route that's easiest, you know, because if you don't have the passion for that route, in other words, if you're a baseball guy like yourself and you might have a, 
you know, an easier way in with basketball. Well, great, but you're always going to aspire to do baseball and people get lost, you know, and I think, I think it's very easy to get lost in life. I mean, I, you know, we've all done it. I mean, you're pursuing it later in life like I did. I mean, I wandered from a lot of jobs and retail and things I just did not enjoy doing until I was finally fed up and said, you know, I'm going to try this and see what happens. If I fall on my face, then I fall on my face, but at least I'll be, you know, pursuing something I enjoy. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, then I can never look back and have any regrets. And I think, you know, that's the most important part. You know, just believe in yourself. It doesn't matter necessarily. I mean, it's great to have support. If you have parents or friends, um, you know, my parents actually didn't really care for me doing this, so I didn't have that support. But when I per- when I pursued this as a career, all of my friends said the exact same thing without being in the same room, which shocked me, and I knew I was on the right path. And I said, I always thought you should have been doing that a long time ago. And, you know, you got to listen to, you know, the people that are important to you and kind of tune out all the other noise that's, you know, counterproductive. And, you know, I think you'd be successful if you believe in what you do and if, you, if you're all in. It's not something you can do. People always say, you know, my mother said, have a backup plan. Well, that's great, but you're setting yourself up for failure with a backup plan because now you're concentrating 50% of your efforts on what you want to do and 50% on your backup plan. You're you're going to fail because you're not spending 100% of your efforts. I mean, you don't, you don't need a backup plan until you need a backup plan. If you fall on your face and you decide, all right, this isn't for me, then, you know, figure out what's next and back it up with something else. But, you know, people worry, I think, too much about what might happen. Well, worry about what's happening. What might happen, you'll figure out. It's not rocket science. If you can't make it in the industry, then, you know, figure out your next course of action. Maybe it's something that's around the industry. I mean, along with this path, you know, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do initially with it. And one of the things that came up, to my surprise, was like setting up, you know, business conferences with people. And I never would have thought of that. It's not something I wanted to do, but that's not something I would have thought of. And, you know, maybe if you're not a broadcaster, maybe you make a great producer. Maybe you're a great camera person or, you know, it'll keep you around sports. I mean, the producer for the ESPN show for us, I and mean, he loves it. You know, he's not a not a guy who's going to be good in front of a camera. But, uh, you know, he was the Astros uh, producer for almost three decades and does a great job with the Skeeters broadcast, and he loves it. He's a huge baseball guy. He he comes with up ideas with me, and we're both pretty creative. So when we put our two heads together, I mean, we come up with some pretty good stuff, and it's, you know, some stuff that's never been done before. That's that's very very inspiring, Ira, to say, to say the least. So any other any other aspiring broadcasters out there listening, that was some great words from Ira Liebman, the play-by-play broadcaster for the Sugar Land Skeeters. So Ira, five years as play-by-play with the Skeeters and 13 years in professional baseball. What has been, I guess it would really be hard to say, your most interesting experience as play-by-play, but just, just some things that were special, some things that stood out. Um, I would say a couple of years ago, I got a chance to, uh, believe it or not, in 13 years, I haven't gotten a chance to do a lot of playoff games. The teams I was with were not good for one reason or another. But a couple of years ago, uh, finally actually won one series. I've been in the class a few times in my career, never won a series. And uh, we beat York, and uh, we were down two games to one going to York. So we had both of them and uh, took it to the deciding game five, and we were trailing late. And 
um, you know, people that were listening said, you know, you described that amazingly. You know, we were glued for all nine innings, and it was like we were there, you know, because this was not an ESPN broadcast. This was on the road, just the video, uh, audio stream, rather. And um, that was cool because that, that victory also got me into the first championship series uh, that I'd ever broadcasted, even though we lost. And uh, so that was a lot of fun being calling a championship series. And then a few teams I was with seemed to have the All-Star game a few years after we left. And uh, in 2014, the Skeeters hosted the All-Star game. So I got the, uh, for the first time ever, broadcast an All-Star game. So those are the two things that really stand out to me. Yeah, so an All-Star game and then deep in the playoffs and the championship game, even for a broadcaster, the the emotions and the stakes or much higher. Yeah, it's just uh, even as a broadcaster, if your team wins, you get a ring. So it's kind of like being <laughs> part of the team. Yeah, without a doubt. It's, that's very, very true. So in all this time, Ira, how many interviews, say, in the course of a season do you get the opportunity to participate in and or conduct? Um, I would say I do around 150. 30. I mean, I have a couple of, uh, you know, interns and uh, I have a sideline correspondent, so I like them to get a little experience, but, you know, we do 140 games. I mean, so I, I do, uh, I would say I probably do 130 of them. So that would class, that would definitely qualify you as a senior interviewer. So with that said, what is the makeup? of a good interview? I would say, you know, first the the topic has to be interesting. It has to be a little more beyond, you know, just the X's and O's, you know, talking about a guy's numbers or his career. I think it's the, the human interest part of it. I think a good interview should have, you know, both an interesting tie-in, you know, maybe, you know, we're here on Long Island, so, you know, if we had a player who grew up on Long Island, you know, that would be a tie-in. And then I'm talking about playing here, you know, now as a pro compared to coming to some of these games as a kid and watching it, hoping they'd be out there someday. And, um, you know, as well as getting into some interesting points of his career, I, I have the ability to kind of read between the numbers and also connect the dots. So sometimes uh, I like the story to go full circle, you know, where, you know, he grew up one place, you know, he, he got drafted in another, he played college somewhere else, you know, he he began his pro career in, you know, the middle of nowhere, and then after all these years, he's, you know, back, even if it's as the opponent, you know, playing against a team that he grew up watching, those kind of things. So I, I think it's, for me, it's a combination of, you know, something that's fun, you know, to do, an ins- inspirational story, uh, human interest, you know, some number crunching, you know, where a guy wants to be, what he wants to do, you know, talking about a, the best year of his career, you know, how is, how did he become 12 and three with an ERA under two, you know, what went well that year, you know, what's the difference between the, him being a pitcher seven years ago and being a pitcher now and just, you know, something that's funny, you know, it's just kind of a funny story or, you know, poking fun at him or poking fun at yourself. And uh, I think he kind of, when you combine all those things together, you bond with a guy because usually after an interview, I, I'm a lot more friendly with a guy on that team after that because there's like a, an actual connection. And uh, we had a guy here that, you know, he doesn't speak English that well, 
he's from Venezuela, and I, I probably didn't say three words to him for the whole season, but after interviewing him the other day, you know, he says hello to me all the time now, and we talk more, and so that's it's a good bond between you and the guys you're broadcasting for and, you know, trying to get to know. Great information, great advice to those of, those of us aspiring to be a broadcaster that may have to cross that line to an inter- to an interview. Yeah. So great, great help to us inspiring broadcasters there, uh, Ira. What would be an example of an interview that didn't go well? Not to ask a two-part question here, but guess I will. And what did you do to improve that interview as it was going on? You know, anytime you're rushed, you don't have as much time to prepare as you want. You know, I have, you know, somewhere between, you know, seven and nine questions. You know, you always have a couple of extra in case the guy you're interviewing, especially if it's the first time you're interviewing, you don't know how long or short his answers are going to be. You have a couple that you don't want to use unless you need it, unless your interview is short, because I know exactly the amount of time I need for the pregame show. I need my interviews on the road to be nine minutes. So, you know, if I come in at six, I'm well short in another segment of my show that now I have to stretch. So, you know, there are times you just, you had prepared for one guy and you didn't feel like doing it that day. So now you got to scramble and get a guy before, you know, they kind of get into game mode and they're not available. And now, you know, you're rushing to do the interview. So, you know, you might not have had the questions prepared like you wanted or, you know, you don't, we can't do certain things off the cuff. I mean, once you've interviewed guys a few times, the same guy a few different times over the course of a season, and you've got to know him and you're friendly with him, you know, maybe even friends, you know, uh, off the field, then you don't even need questions. I mean, it's almost like just talking to a buddy and you can go on for 15 minutes and not even preparing one question. But when you don't know somebody and you're trying to do that, and you're short on questions, and then you have to ad-lib two, three, four questions. It gets a little tough. So to kind of get back to your second point, how do you correct it? Is There are always standard questions I have in my head if I feel like it's not going the way I want it to, and that you can ask anybody, you know, what do you want to get done before the season ends? You know, what's the part of your game you want to improve the most? You know, where do you think the team's going to wind up? You know, what do you like about playing for your manager? Who is the best guy you ever played for? Who is your best teammate on and off the field? Like there's general questions you can always ask and it kind of gets you back on track. And if you really feel like the interview is not the way you want them to go, then you can just have a, a general interview that goes up pretty well. Well, Howard, thank you very much for all the expiring information, the advice you shared with myself and other aspiring broadcasters that that listen to this show. Really appreciate you sharing your time and your experience with us today. Uh, Won't you uh, share with our listeners, if they want to listen to Ira Liebman and the Sugarland Skeeters, how how do we go about doing that, Ira? Uh, You can go to the Sugarland Skeeters website at sugarlandskeeters.com, and you'll see where to click to watch the ESPN broadcast and also click to watch uh, the audio, click to listen to the audio stream on the road, or you can go to ESPN three and just Google the Sugarland Skeeters and it'll come up. Well, there you have it guys. Sugarlandskeeters.com ESPN three and listen to Ira play by play 13 years of experience. Ira, thanks again. 
very much for taking your time out to talk with me today. Sure, glad to do it. Thanks again for having me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.